0: to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to The Uncommon teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, I just want to start out by saying you all are such a blessing in my life. I just love getting to see your emails and your reviews on how much this podcast is really making a difference in your life. Thank you for joining me on this journey. So this week, I wanted to do something a little bit different. In John chapter 17, 17, We see Jesus pray this prayer that is absolutely beautiful and really shows us the heart of God for us. And I want to just take today to just walk through John 17 and talk a little bit about what Jesus is praying and what he's saying to you today. So John 17, 1 and 2, Jesus spoke these words. He lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. So Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. He knows that he's about to be betrayed by one of his disciples, and he has gone away into the garden to spend time with God in prayer. And I so love this because we really, truly see the heart of Jesus. Jesus wasn't all about himself. He wasn't all about the things that he could have had or he could have done. He wasn't self-seeking in those last moments. In those last moments, his heart beat for you. So he's saying, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. So, in this moment, when Jesus is praying this prayer, he knows that he's about to go to the cross, right? And that's what makes this prayer so beautiful. The last person that Jesus had on his mind was himself. And you may be thinking, okay, Jamie, did you just hear the same thing that I just heard? I mean, the verse said, Jesus speaking, Father, glorify your Son. It kind of sounds like he's thinking about himself in those moments. Glorify your Son, glorify me, right? That's not at all what Jesus means in these verses. We see in John 17, 4 and 5, what glorifying God really means. It says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Okay, that might sound confusing. But really what it's saying is the way that we glorify God is by fulfilling his purpose in our life. God created you with a purpose. He thought about every little detail about you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, to your personality, to the color of your eyes, to the talents and the gifts that you have. God has thought about every single little detail about you. And he said, you know what? I need her to go and make a difference in this person's life. There is a reason God placed you on this earth and it was to glorify God by fulfilling your purpose. I mean, The only way that we can truly, really be happy and really, truly enjoy our lives is by fulfilling God's purpose for our life, because that's when we're walking in who it is that God created us to be. So in those final moments, Jesus is saying, glorify your son. Basically, God, you've given me a purpose and I fulfilled that purpose. Now I turn around and I've glorified you. So what was the will of God for Jesus? The will of God for Jesus was going to the cross for us. Jesus knew that he had to go to the cross for us so that he could destroy the gap of sin that was standing in the way of us having a relationship with God. And by Jesus willingly giving up his life for us, which by the way, is the ultimate sacrifice anybody could ever make, we can now step into a relationship with God. I mean, think about it. Do you think that it was easy for Jesus to fulfill God's will for his life? It wouldn't be easy for me. I can tell you that. Jesus died for people who hate him, for people who use his name as bad words, for people who mocked him and made fun of him and physically hurt him. He died for all of us because of his great love for us. Why would he do that? John 17, 2 tells us that he did it so that we could have eternal life, so that we could live forever in a relationship with God, so that we could live forever in a relationship with our heavenly father who loves us so much. What is eternal life? John 17, 3 then goes on to tell us that eternal life is this, that we may know him, the one true God and Jesus who sent him. He's God. And we get to know God by entering into that relationship with Him, and then by getting into His Word every single day and spending time with Him. That's how we know God. So you may be thinking, why would we want eternal life? And that's a great question. God created us as eternal beings. We are a spirit. We live in a body. And we have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So we are a spirit, our true self. We are a spirit. Once we die, we're not actually dead. If we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, 2 Corinthians 5, 8 tells us that the moment our body dies is the moment that we are in heaven with God. However, the same is not true for those who don't accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. The moment that body dies is the moment that person ends up in hell. And you may be asking, why would a loving God send somebody to hell? And that's a great question too. But honestly, that's not the right question to ask. God doesn't send anybody to hell. Hell wasn't even designed for people in the first place. Matthew 13, 42 tells us that hell was designed for the devil and all of his demons. It was not designed for people. God doesn't send people to hell. The real question is, Why would we reject God as our personal Lord and Savior? See, the difference between Christianity and every other religion is that in every other religion, people have to do all the work. Then at the end of their life, present their life to their God and ask, Is it good enough? Do you accept me? Do I make it in? In Christianity, it's the exact opposite. Jesus did all the work for us. He died on the cross for us. He defeated Satan in the grave. He rose from the dead. And now he presents his life to you and says, is it good enough? Do you accept me? See, God doesn't send people to hell. We are the ones who choose to either accept him or reject him. Heaven is for anybody. Who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior? It doesn't matter what you did in your past. It doesn't matter what you did two seconds ago. If you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's in that moment that you step into a relationship with him and get to live with him forever. So going back to John 17:3, it says, and this is eternal life, that we may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ who you have sent. Ladies, God wants to be with you. He wants to spend time with you. He loves you so much. He desires to spend that time with you. The reason why it's so important for us to read our Bible every day, when we get into the Word of God, that's how we get to know God the Father and His heart for us. The Bible isn't just a bunch of rules that we follow. It's not just some boring book that we have to read. The Bible is a love letter that God wrote to you. And when we understand how much God loves us, it's easy for us to keep his word because we know that when we do, God has our best interest in mind. He wants to get good things to you. He wants you to live the most blessed life that you could possibly imagine. Ladies, you are God's chosen people. He adopted you into his family when you gave your life to Jesus. And now we get to walk out and fulfill God's purpose for our life, glorifying Him in all we do, just like Jesus did. And now I want to talk about something else that John 17 talks about. It talks about how it's so important that we are in unity with one another. John 17:11 says, and this is Jesus speaking, I am no longer in the world, but these, that's us. We are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given to me, that they may be one as we are. So Jesus, what he's praying in this verse right here is that we are in unity with one another. In this world that we are living in, there is so much hatred. There is so much bitterness. There is so much stress, so much anxiety, so much unrest that many times as Christians, I'm not even talking about non-believers. I'm talking about Christians. If we aren't careful We can take that out on the people who are closest to us, other Christians. I think I've seen more Christians act out in hate toward other Christians than I have seen non-believers act out toward one another. Recently, there was a video that was posted on social media from somebody that I knew very well. And the reason behind this video was the person who posted the video had stepped into some sin That not only affected them, but it also affected several people who were around them. When they got caught, they didn't like the consequences that they had. And so as a result, they went to social media and posted a video of somebody else that I knew very well. And in that video, they said some very hurtful things, some very mean things, and honestly, a bunch of lies And the reason why they said these things about this person is because that person was trying to help them become free of that sin. And it was honestly just a big mess. And a lot of people were hurt by it because they knew both people and they were torn between the situation. What's the truth? What's not the truth? And it was just a mess. And I say all this to say, you know, so many times as Christians, if we're not careful, We can be in that place of where we are creating so much of that hatred and that bitterness and that stress and anxiety and unrest. As Christians, we need to be in unity with one another. And that's exactly what Jesus is praying right here. And I don't think it was an accident at all that he was talking to future believers. That's us about this. And like I said, we see it. If you step back, you see so many Christians going at each other. When we should be coming together and standing together and making a difference for the Lord together, we're so busy trying to hurt other people and to bring them down. Now, you may have heard the phrase, we are in the world, but not of it. And that's exactly true. And that's exactly why we need to be in unity with one another. We are walking in this world with a whole bunch of people who don't know God In a world where the enemy is still roaming around like crazy, trying to seek whoever he can devour, we don't have to act like this world. We can live a life of joy and peace and confidence in who God created us to be. We can walk out his God-given purpose for our life. John 17, 13 says that Jesus has given you his joy and he wants that joy fulfilled in you. It pleases God and it blesses God to see you walking out the joy that he's placed on the inside of you. And it's a great thing, too, because this world is after Christians. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot to see that everything we believe is coming against attack. John 17, 14 tells us that Jesus has given us his word and the world hated us because we were different. We are not of this world just as Jesus is not of this world. I hear these things and you might've heard them too, but I hear a lot of Christians saying, Lord, I just pray that you come back soon. And yes, we're excited that Jesus is going to come back and get us someday. But here's the reason why it kind of breaks my heart when I hear people praying that prayer. We need to be here. God placed you right where you are at the time that you are here on purpose. John 15, 16. But guess what? While we are here Let's go ahead and fulfill God's plan for our life. Let's share Jesus with everyone around us that we can. John 17, tells us that we don't have to worry about what this world is doing because he's protecting us from the evil one. If you have a challenge, maybe with fear, I encourage you read and memorize Psalm 91. But When you memorize it, think about the words that you're speaking. God put you here on purpose and he is protecting you. Ladies, you were set apart by the truth of God's word. There are going to be times where you don't feel like you fit in. And guess what? That's okay because we don't fit in with this world. God made you not to hide in a crowd with everybody else, but he made you to stand out, find other Christians who love God and do life together with them. And if you find yourself in a place where you're saying, you know, I don't really have very many Christian friends, talk to God about it. Ask him to bring you those friends. And then day after day after day, thank God for the friends that he's bringing to you. You know, those friends that he's bringing to you, they may be in a place where he's growing them and preparing them to be your friend. So wait for them. They are coming. Don't lose hope in that. But ladies, God has given you a mission to make Jesus known to this world. Verse 21 says that when we are in unity with Christ, the world will see how we act. They will see the love and compassion that flows out of us And they will want what we have. Ladies, this is the prime opportunity to share Jesus with them. This world is hurting and they so need you. And then lastly, when Jesus is finishing his prayer, I so love this because it really just truly ends with the heart of God for you. He says, I in them and you, God in me, that they may be perfect in unity and that the world may know That you have sent me. But this last part right here is what I want you to soak in. Jesus ends this prayer with this. And that you, God, have loved them, that's us, as much as you love me. What that verse is saying is God loves you as much as he does his own son, Jesus Christ. Ladies, God loves you so much. This chapter right here truly is God's heartbeat for you. He wants you to see that he loves you and that he has an incredible life for you. He wants to see you win. Now, ladies, go and glorify God with your life by fulfilling your God-given purpose. And that God-given purpose is this, knowing God and then turning around and making him known to this world. All right, ladies, so as we say every single week, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to really think about these words as you repeat after me. "I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see, How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. If you have not yet signed up for our email list, go to the Uncommon Teen app, click on the tab that says, don't miss a thing. We have got some really awesome things coming up. It is the month of November. So that means the month of Thanksgiving and the month of giving. I've got some really awesome things in store for this month. For you. So get signed up on that email list today and don't miss a thing. All right, ladies, have a great week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me I am beautiful, I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see, How incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging, but God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommentine Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself ladies last year we tried this and i don't know what happened but the recording disappeared this year it's not happening we are going to record live and in person at uncommenting live and i would love for you all to be a part of this episode so if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommon Teen Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommon Teen Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.